Toro. Del Toro. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Del Toro. Del Toro. We're ridiculous. My name is Jake. And my name is Emily. And this is Feels Like the First Time Podcast. The ongoing podcast adventures where I get to experience watching movies for the first time all over again vicariously through Emily, who has literally seen no movies ever. Hey, I've seen some movies. Sure you have. Well, I mean, uh, are, wait, are we trying to do Halloween cats because it's spooky time? Hey, welcome back. Hey, welcome back to you. Woo. Woo. Hey, it's the best time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Felt like, yeah, yeah, no. So here we, here we are. We got it, horror movie time. We yeah. have to do something for Halloween. Absolutely. Um, spookiness. Oh, spooky time. Before we started recording this, Emily specifically said we don't have to say, sorry, we've been gone for a while, we've been busy, <laughs> and I feel the need to call her out on that because that literally was the first thing I wanted to say. Oh, uh, hey guys, sorry, we've been busy. <laughs> it happens, everything's um, fine. Not nah, life is good though, Um, so but we're back because we missed talking at you. We did, we really and, did, we really um, did. We're here, we, we're, we're here, we're, we're ready to chat. Um... We're going to do some spookiness. 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 Anyway, seriously, Halloween, favorite time of the year. Uh, yeah. Prepping right now for the, uh, I've been doing, you joined me for quite a few, but I've been doing the uh, horror, I, every, okay, every October, I do a horror movie every day. I don't know if we talked about this in a previous episode or we not. We probably but, have, but, but let's, yeah, uh, the let's go ha- over it again. Halloween horror month, Halloween horror nights, we do a horror movie. The rule is one horror movie a day. I tried to do two a day. I missed a couple days. This didn't happen, but. One horror movie every day leading up to whatever Halloween is closest to Halloween. That's the Halloween Horror Dorkathon. Halloween Horror Dorkathon, as I call it. And we do a... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just a it's just a fucking marathon of how many movies yeah. we can cram in the weekend. So like, I've got shit programmed like Friday through Monday... Uh, since Halloween's on a Monday, aren't and I'm you like, starting on Thursday night though? It, yeah, it depends. I have I, I have I have a fair amount of editing uh, deadlines and work that <laughs> I have to try to wrap up this week. So I, I'm trying to not be too overzealous. Some of the stuff I may be watching streaming in the background while I'm working a little bit. But um, but yeah, no, I've got a lot of fun programming out uh, laid out. Um, stuff that I'm excited to show to him. Some may become podcast material. Some may just be for fun. But we are going to do an episode today. Uh, oh, that's why we're Halloween. doing this. Yes, that's why we're leading up. I'm actually pulling office. this out of the. Um, I had a tentative uh, out of the three lineup? or four day programming uh, list mm. of like you know start times and everything, and I'm actually pulling this movie out of the first draft of the the programming schedule uh, for us to do an episode on because I think it would be better served for us to just do it this way yeah um this is one you've been wanting to see for quite a while we are going to be watching for the first time for you pan's labyrinth yes um Uh, i heard it's about a bread pan who becomes sentient and goes through a maze i like this idea i actually would rather watch that it's not about that but no you would rather watch that (laughs) this sounds fantastic i I, I told you you should write this is great what i hear also is that this is a pan flute it's like a pan flute. It's a Peruvian pan flute band. It's a, it's a tragedy about a Peruvian pan flute band that um, that gets lost. That tragically goes There's down a manticore. on the Titanic. I don't know where I'm going. Is with Icarus this. in this too? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he's gonna get burned by the sun. And... Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer plays a role. Sorry, we've been we've been. I'm literally on my second go through of that Evan Peters Dahmer series. We're on Dahmer the last episode. Series. Yeah, I actually it, really want to watch that. Like we can watch that tonight too. Like yeah. finish it. We should. You just you're on the last episode. And this is my literally my second time through this month. I've watched all ten episodes. This will be twice now. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite things of the year. I think it's brilliant. 
kind of obsessed. Um, the documentary series is like fantastic too. Yay, Netflix, you're killing Woo-woo-woo. it. Um, good job. Good job, Netflix. But uh, actually, speaking of Netflix, this is good timing because uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. I don't Guillermo know why I get tongue tied on that. Uh, uh, he has a new Netflix series out that just Ooh. dropped. The first couple episodes called A Cabinet of Curiosities. Ooh. Um, I have a book that is called that. It's just, hmm. I, I love del Toro. He's great. Anyway, this is one of his, I think, probably his best films. Um, one of our earliest dates was going to see a del Toro film. Yeah, that we, we were saw both the fonza, shape of. Fond of. We were, we were Franz. Frond. Look at we're, your crows. Look at your crows. Or, no, go ahead. I cut you off. <laughs> The Shape of Water in theaters, and I think like you two, love that movie. I two love to that movie, five but... minutes in, I turned to Jake. I said, "I love this movie." You did. I think I I think it was like right at or even before like the opening titles or something. You're like, "I already love this." Yeah, and then, yeah, it, I, yeah. There's just such a feel for it. Of, oh no, no yawning. Coffee time. No, no. Here's the thing. I'm yawning because I'm talking more than I have all day. Mm. <laughs> so, um. There's a. We definitely need more coffee. Coffee. We sound super peppy right now. Yeah. We, no, I think I'm feeling peppy. Anyway. Good. Um. Uh, I I think just because of the whimsy of it, like it feels magical, feels like a fairy tale, feels like something that's not like yeah dulled down or dumbed down. Del Toro's either. style is very, feels very magical. You know, like yeah, like I, yes. it's not the same thing, but you know, like when you watch like a Spielberg movie, there's that Spielbergian kind of magical quality yeah. to it. Del Toro has its own like magical mysticism about like just his aesthetic his characters his storytelling technique like i i just i i, I love was, that man so much what was the name of the one that was up for the oscars last year that we watched something alley oh nightmare alley nightmare alley which was which was good honestly was good. i, I i've, I've kind of softened on that movie at first i thought i think it's one of the best looking movies of that year the cinematography is gorgeous oh yeah um i I've softened on like at first I was like oh this is great and then after a while I was like ah the honeymoon phase kind of faded a little bit it's still I mean it's worth here's the thing lower tier Del Toro is still better than most people's best oh yeah so um yeah no it's it's a really good looking movie but uh that movie yeah it was up for Oscars in my opinion pales in comparison to what you're about to watch ooh so ooh what um, about up against Shape of Water. I don't know. Ooh. Also, I, I it's hard for me to separate my bias with that because that was like one of like our movies that we saw early yeah. on. So like I, I literally haven't seen that since we saw it in the theater. I would love to revisit it. But um, I would love to watch it. I, I actually I would I would put uh, Shape of Water up alongside this one. Is like uh, I'm a little biased um, <gasps> that uh, my deep cut favorite Del Toro is still Blade Two. Um, oh. I know everybody's like Hellboy, <laughs> Hellboy Two, or something. And I'm like, Kronos is great. Like, I, like literally, th- the man hasn't made a shit film. Like, all of them are great. But I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just love Blade Two so much. So I need um, to it's watch hard. Blade and Blade Two. Uh, arguably, this and Shape of Water are, are better films. I think, from a technical or objective or just like, yes, they're better films. I just really fucking like Blade Two. Did you see that before you saw his other works? Um, as I recall, yeah, Blade Two came out before. For all these, it was earlier. So uh, hold up, let's you know to the. I tried to do this from memory. Take a look. Take a look. I tried to do this from memory, and I did not do the best, and that's okay. And then we can just jump into watching it. We don't need to ramble forever here. So okay, Guillermo del Toro. Um, what do we? What? What is our order in the filmography? Um. Kronos, Mimic, and Devil's Backbone. Uh, I, I'd seen those first. And then we had Blade 2, Hellboy. Then Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 2, Pacific Rim, which I still think is a fucking banger. Crimson Peak. I'm middle tier on that one. 
I really like it, but um, but uh, yeah, and then Shape of Water, and then Nightmare Alley. Mm. Uh oh, oh, hang on, oh, when did I kind of forgot this? He what? in Netflix, Del Toro has a movie hitting. Yeah, and December 9th, he has a movie hitting Netflix called He's Doing Pinocchio. Holy shit. Is he doing like through Disney? No, it's on Netflix, man. Oh shit. It's uh and it's got and it's animated. It looks like That's wild cuz Disney just did a live action Pinocchio. Yeah, but wait till with, you, wait till um Tom Hanks is uh what is his name? Geppetto, the dad. Is it? I didn't know that they did. Yeah. Oh. It 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 was released right to Disney. Plus. No, this is called Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, oh, it's, interesting. Uh, it says from the director of Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water. So to give you an idea of the two that have prestige. Um, yeah. But dude, listen to this cast. Uh, Pinocchio is voiced by Gregory Mann. Um, Seba- uh, Jiminy Cricket is that is that Pinocchio? Yeah. Cricket. Guess who's voicing Cricket? Who? Ewan McFucking Gregor. <gasps> Uh, Ron Perlman. Uh, we've got Finn Wolfhard from um, Stranger Things. Kate Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, John Turturro, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz. These are all the voices in the movie. That's nuts. Oh, okay. We need to watch that. Yeah, I'm behind. I didn't know <laughs> AJ over at Jean Reeks. Hey, bro, he's just like, man, you're behind on movie news. Like, yeah, I have not been keeping up. I didn't even know there was a Pinocchio coming out. Um, anyway, uh, hey, long story short, uh, but he also has. Um, that new series I was telling you about, Cabinet of yeah. Curiosity. So, it's, okay, long uh, point is, it's a good time to talk about and show you, finally, <laughs> this film. I really uh, think you're going to like it. I think the thing that I know about this um, yeah, is... Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Is, um, you. is it a, a kid during a war who's using, like, escapism to cope Yes, you are correct in all of that, and I really don't want to explain or elaborate further. But that's a good jumping in point. Bitchin'. Okay. Hey, let's go watch a movie. You want some popcorn and watch this and yeah. talk about it? I think you're going to have a lot to... You just grab a notebook. You're going to want to write oh, down it's, shit I've already, about this one. I, I had to look up how to spell labyrinth because my brain didn't store that information in my life. <laughs> you know, I could cut that and save you the embarrassment. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. It's a word that you don't use every day. Emily, can, Emily. What? Can I speak a truth to you? Yes. I had to look up how to spell it too. It's funny. <laughs> Like okay, which which labby labby rinth? Where do you put the y? rinth? Where do you put the y? Where do you put the i? Labby. This in this situation, the y comes before the i. So now you all know. Except after c, when sounded an a is a neighbor and wait. No, that's a different thing. In German, whenever the e is before the i, you pronounce the i. And whenever the the e is after the i, you pronounce the e. Emily got me a fidget cube that makes all these really why am i doing some asmr shit <laughs> i don't right know now? i'm like very, i'm like i like the sound I of really, that I'm like, i really like this hey did you this, guys this fucking cube that did you, you guys me, that did has you guys, all these buttons and these tactile things did you guys miss do. us did they i don't think anybody missed us i will do somebody that, missed do that us. clicking again i bet they missed shit like this Okay, this is okay. done. You oh, want to okay. watch a fucking movie? Yeah, let's go. Wee! Okay, we'll see you guys in a bit. Do, 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 do. Love you, bye. Meow. <laughs> okay, I...
I asked you as a favor to do that when we came back, and I could not. That was that, I could not be happier. That was Aww. I was like, can you sing the theme to this because like, it's yeah, so let me haunting, and I just want to hear you kind of sing it when we come back. Aw, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Hi hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I, I I I probably should have given you a heads up. I forgot this one hits. I I forgot that the ending of this breaks me and makes me cry. Guess a lot. what? You know um, what is it? Jean Paul Jean Paul Sartre. Jean Valjean. No, Rish not Jean Valjean. What Jean is it? Sartre. Sartre. Sartre? What, what the fuck is his name? You'll get there. I believe in you. Mm. Sartre, who wrote No Exit. Okay. Um, Hell is Other People. The end. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Ooh, more wine. Ooh. Glad to do uh, uh, More wine. Yes, cheers, y'all. Cheers, my dears. Uh, okay. Every, everything's fine. Yeah. I, I thought this one would hit for you. Um, mm. I actually, I, I say this a lot very much the reason we have a show of this i'm surprised you hadn't seen this one before because you know, i thought I, this would just be straight up your alley i'm also reminded of um a quote from mash but i'm gonna like bastardize Wait, it mash like, like the like the tv yeah, war show um, like somebody says war is hell um and is that from i know it's a no, famous no no quote, no 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 no, no, no. Oh, okay. i'm not sorry 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 i i should look it up real quick give me just a second if you could do the do 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 the jeopardy theme i don't well, um, Emily's singing of this falls under parody law for clarification. <laughs> I don't know. Do we need to? Okay, do okay, okay, right. okay. Um, let me pull this up. Yeah, what you got? What you got? Um, thank you for your patience. Thanks, I, I, should, I should probably cut this or not. No, Fuck it. warts and all, babe. Yo. Warts and all. I feel okay. like you shouldn't have to dig that deep. I'm criticizing you now, and I apologize. Okay, how are so, you doing? Somebody said, like, war is hell. Okay. And Hawkeye says, war isn't hell. War is war, and hell is hell. And of the two, war is a lot worse. Wait, who said that? Hawkeye in MASH. Oh, sorry. I was like, wait, was this an Avengers comic? No, the no. fuck? Okay. No, but yeah, I'm, yeah, not I know. Okay. I'm not done yet. Cards on the table. Yet. I never watched MASH. So oh, anyway. Oh, okay. really? Okay, yeah. okay. No, I mean, like, so, it was the show that parents watched that I went to But this quote is not done yet. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. It's not done yet. And now we return you to Emily. Okay, okay, so let me recap here. War isn't hell. War is war, and hell is hell. And of the two, war is a lot worse. Um, somebody else says, how do you figure, Hawkeye? Easy, father, tell me. Who goes to hell? Sinners, I believe. Exactly. There are no innocent bystanders in hell. War is chock full of them. Little kids, cripples, old ladies. In fact, except for some of the brass... Almost everybody involved is an innocent bystander. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah, that, that tracks. Oh man. So okay. that's what that made me think. This yeah, one. that's a very appropriate uh. quote. Um, as as per usual, I have a shit ton of trivia pulled aside and thoughts. I actually, I didn't take a lot of notes during this one. This is this is one that I just get lost in and kind of let wash over me. And also. I love this movie, but this isn't one I've seen a ton of times. So yeah. I just kind of forget how much happens in this movie. Like, I mean, it's a, I feel like it's a lot of shit crammed into two hours, but somehow it doesn't drag on and it doesn't overstay its welcome. And it doesn't, it's just very good fucking storytelling. I'm just like, I, I'm examining how I feel right now. And it's the same feel that I get after watching like, or after I have watched 
like Life is Beautiful or Schindler's List or well, these other like. That's a, no. I, okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, like I'm trying to think of the other ones that make me feel like just like you mentioned Fiddler on the Roof at one point. Uh, yeah, like Fiddler, Fiddler on the Roof, freaking Les Mis after the fall of the barricade and just rebellion against <laughs> you know tyranny and fascism and blah blah blah. Or... Oh, now I'm thinking of this song from Les Mis, like the there's a bunch of ladies who come and like clean up the bodies at the barricade yeah um it's called turning the song is it's like i i mean i've seen it once like yeah i kind of remember that now i'm gonna have to look up the lyrics to that uh hold on no you're fine um well no honestly like while you're looking that up i think that your comparisons are uh yeah no they're not off base they're very spot on because honestly like I, i i think i mentioned to you at one point um it's it's cool to me that the film very much feels like honestly if you strip out a lot of the violence and some of the language like this this would be like hook this would be like a pg like children's fairy tale but like it's like a childlike fairy tale told through a very dark and adult world and viewpoint and uh, when the violence hits it hits me in the same way like a saving private ryan where it's not in my opinion like overly uh stylized or or glamorized or whatever it's just it's just very raw and uncomfortable and like when people get shot you're like oh oh god that didn't feel like a movie that yeah. felt re- like you, there, there's something about the happened. way that he stages and shows violence that feels yeah. very like you're watching a war movie yeah. even though this is a horror fantasy yeah um that the the gist of the song um turning from Les Mis, is these women are coming to the are they're talking in the aftermath of the student uprising yeah um and talking about how they saw all these um, dead students. Uh, and then they talk about nothing changes, nothing ever will. Um, who will wake them? No one ever will. No one ever told them that a summer day can kill. Mm. Um, fi- uh, they were schoolboys, never held a gun, fighting for a new world that would rise up like the sun. Where's that new world now? The fighting's done. And th- okay. it's just as. And then after that, we get freaking Tenardier like digging through the bodies in the sewer and like saying, somebody's got to do it. And he's like, hmm, God's dead. I'm going to take the gold teeth out of these dead bodies. Ugh. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Lame is his freaking dark. Guys, it's I need to watch this horrible. again. Okay. Now, now, okay. And, and to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To I be only fair. have seen the movie with Yay, Hugh Jackman. But, you know, you're like, you kind of have to overlook Russell Crowe. And I'm like, but I love Russell Crowe. But then I saw it and I'm like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's just like you wish he would have had a couple more years of voice lessons before. Here's the thing. I thought his performance was fine, but yeah. the singing was meh. But anyway. Um, yeah. But also, I say this as someone who can't fucking sing. So compared to that, I thought he did great. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you can sing better than Russell Crowe, Jake. And I'm telling the world, I will say it again. You can sing better than Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe on the very, very small point zero 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 one percent chance that you will ever ever hear this i do not accept or condone or agree with that you can sing better than me sir keep doing your shit anyway uh, as a professional <laughs> singer also 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 i'm not gonna fuck with russell crowe you could like kick my ass well also, yeah. I, I i don't think uh, hopefully not i don't think a point of pride for him is that movie like i'm just gonna throw that out there. he also shit we talked about this he was kind of like on gladiator and i'm like brah come on yeah come on it, 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. point is, love Russell Crowe. It's whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so what do you have? Uh, do you, okay, do you want to do your notes? Do you want to do trivia? Well, hey, th- this is one that... I know that this is literally our damn show, but like I was just like, uh, definitely just want to show it to you and kind of let you uh, unpack because, yeah. I mean... This felt like a very Emily movie to me. I should have known... Okay, again, like from here on out, friends, we have watched the movie. We're talking spoilers. So if you haven't watched the movie, just like hop th- th- on yeah. stars and our and go friends watch and anybody, yeah, like, a, you know, or rent it or buy it. We watched it on stars this time just because I can't decide. I, again, there's too many options. There's a good 4K Blu ray that was put out uh, by New Line, but there's also a Criterion Blu ray that is loaded. And I'm like, Aah! so we, 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 we streamed this one because I've been debating over which version to buy i just also have a very old dvd um um, i should have freaking known when the little girl's name was ophelia that she was gonna have a tragic end oh i was waiting for you to say that the second they said their name like her name that kind of looms because you're okay so so if if you don't know ophelia is also i'm sure like across cultures it's a popular name but i'm thinking of ophelia with a ph not an f traditionally from from, from there you go and she she meets a tragic end as well. Um, so, uh, and her her mom's name is Carmen. Mm. Also meets a tragic end in the uh, opera Carmen. <laughs> so like, you kind of get these hints right away that there's gonna be some tragedy here. But yeah. it's filled with so much hope, and then it just like. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's um, it's a lot. I okay for me. Yeah, I think the score to this is haunting. I always forget what that theme is from, and I'm like, is that from Schindler's List? Do you want me is to it ruin it for you? It uh, well, you can. But I was gonna say like the the score to this is beautiful, but also the fucking cinematography. This is this is literally okay. Uh, objectively, I'm try. I'm not. I'm not. I am for once trying to not be hyperbolic. But I mean Whoa. what I'm about Whoa. to say. Whoa. It's hard for me Whoa. because I love what I love. Fuck it. Uh, uh, no, th- this legitimately, like, I-, I don't know if you're saying like five, ten, I'd say for sure ten. But like, if you're like, name the best looking films you've ever seen. This is one of the prettiest looking mm-hmm. films I've seen in my life. Yeah. Like, unquestionably. Uh. I, don't, I don't care <laughs> if you're like, I, I don't really like the story ears. or the characters. If you look at that and you're like, that's not beautiful. I'm sorry. You're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it's. Uh, <sighs> Anyway, you said you were going to ruin the music for me. The movie is just saturated. That's all. Uh, it's just like. It's a lot. It's, yeah. It's life. With, it's life with the, mm. despite that it's a very kind of like drab and, you know, in the real world outside of the fantasy world, like kind of like a cool monotone, almost colorless film until we get into like the labyrinth stuff where like warmth starts to come in and some of the color schemes. The, uh. It's, I had a point. It's gone. Oh, uh, it's okay. It's just, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like. In the real world, the saturation is like turned down, and everything feels like devoid of like color, and like even though it's like bl- drab and like a lot of cool hues, mm-hmm. but you know, then it's like in the fantasy world, the saturated. It's you it, said it's like very saturated. Everything just feels turned up. It's like life mm-hmm. highlighted, um, fantasy highlighted. Well, anyway, like oh no, where are you going? With fantasy this? and war are both like. <laughs> push you to the limits they're like it's like it's like alice in wonderland meets swiss army man meets 1917 army man (laughs) well just in terms of like it's 
not real. It's just, I don't. Hey, okay, not that. Okay, but you know, no, no one's drinking anyone's spit or writing their farts. So, <laughs> anyway, well, okay. So you said you were gonna ruin this music for me. Lay it on me. What, what, what did the theme sound like to you? Don't do it. I don't want to hear this. Go it. Damn it. This podcast is over. I'm canceling it. I'm deleting all our episodes. Get out of the office. No. No. no I love you, but honestly, why? first off, how dare you? Second off, why would you? Well, okay. So if you think about it, so that's like a lullaby too. Mary had a little lamb. So it's like these, the the notes at the beginning, okay. I don't know if it was intentional. Javier I don't know. I'm, I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Uh, his score is actually structured around a lullaby. Did not, I, I, in my, I could probably dig a little bit quicker, but uh, a little more, but it I didn't pro- see it which. Might, but but it's, it's designed to be like a lullaby. So you're yeah, totally yeah, spot yeah. on. Well, and, and that might be like a, an, an already existing lullaby but it made me think of that but whenever i think about a song like mary had a little lamb i think oh childhood mm. so i'm thinking like childhood comfort singing with other people like mm-hmm. this thing that connects you with others so it, it's just like a, a comforting thing so it, it just the the progression of the notes made me think of that um song from my childhood yeah, I don't know if again I don't know if that was intentional or if no, it's but based I, on something I, else. I, I could see that it's just very, I don't know. It's kind of cliche, but very dreamlike. It's you know? dreamlike. It's a little haunting. Yeah, uh, but it's hopeful. Here's the thing: it's it, this movie is both beautiful and horrific consistently at the same time. Like I, I'm in awe of the beauty and wonder that we're seeing. Honestly. In a really minimalist location, they're just in, like, it's just grass and woods, and they're like, oh, there's Spain, and I'm like, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of these, like, you don't get to see, you don't get to see, like, vast landscapes or anything. It's very minimalist and kind of reclusive. And confined. Yeah, Yeah. but, but, you know, the, it's, it's tense the whole time. Like, I, like, you're kind of sitting on the edge of your seat throughout the entire runtime of the film, Mm and at least in my opinion, I was, and then, and it's it's horrific and beautiful consistently, where it's just all over the place. We paused about, like, halfway through to make dinner, Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour? It was a good, like, pause. Yeah, yeah, honestly, really where you were, I was like, well, this is where almost the intermission would be. I was like, shit. Yeah. Cool. It didn't didn't feel like it went by too fast or too slow. It was just like, oh, I'm living it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I didn't stop to think, oh, we're at the halfway point, so. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, okay, where do you want to go from here? Your notes, my notes, trivia? Talk to me, Goose. My notes are are a lot of um, observational things. Uh, Like, one of my, one of my, near the beginning was, are these guys fascists? (laughs) And then Captain's a dick. I love your notes. Honestly, we don't even need to explain them. Please, 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 just just cite them as is. I love this. Bug can transform. Oh, when the bug became the fairy. Yeah, it like, was that's a big ass bug. It was the moon that bore you. I love that line. Mm-hmm. And she has that mark on her shoulder. Yeah, I want that little moon tattoo. Spooky monster man. The oh. fairies sound like a boo from Aladdin. God damn it. <laughs> Well, I can't unhear that shit now. <laughs> Stupid ass hats. <laughs> All 
Are you talking about the the, the one not the yeah, the, the captain's like one the dude brim. that has that weird like backwards Star Wars yeah, bucket hat? Yeah. Like the brim of the hat is on the back of the head, and maybe like if you're working and it like shields your neck yeah. or whatever. But here's the thing: all the all that wardrobe could have been like period accurate. Oh no, I'm I don't, sure. I, it I, is. I don't know, but I'm just I'm just like yeah, they're just Spanish Nazis, right? That's what that looks like. Oh, some stupid ass hat. Yeah. So that's yeah. some bad hat, Harry. Yeah, some bad hat, Harry. But no, that's the thing is like, because like all the all the uniforms and hats in Star Wars just felt like they were pulled from like Nazi shit to me. Yeah, they're like, let's look at some like fascist. Yeah, it's like we want to see the bad guys. It's like, yeah, like, you know, you got that's that's probably the right thing to model after if you want a villain. Jesus. And then like the resistance fighters are always like in neutral colors, and they're all like no. rugged and like. Not as well put together. Sure. And then you get to see, like, the captain, like, you know, he's sitting there, like, taking his time shaving, playing this record on this old, like, phonograph, and uh, just, Polishing you know, his polishing boots. His, polishing his fucking boots. Um, yeah. Oh, I, human, uh, human's capacity to harm and torture others always disgusts me. Why does it surprise me? It's yeah. more, more scary than monsters. Isn't that crazy, though? Because it, we, we were having this conversation right before we came in, in the kitchen, right before we mm-hmm. came in to record, um, about, like, you know, when you think of the monsters in this movie, what do you think of? The captain. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like no, no, the, it's like, it's like, like that, to me, that's the thing that comes to mind, and you don't think of the pale man or the fawn mm-hmm. or literally any of the actual creatures or monsters in the movie. It's, Yeah. Well, it's like, interesting to see yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, sorry, this sort of this sort of fairy tale set amidst that environment, that setting. Yeah, and um, we also talked about like how do, how do we determine what was real and what wasn't? Like, is it just like yeah. what, what what is her escaping versus okay. what is yeah? Well, and that's that's subjective. It's like you know, is this fantasy real? Is she escaping? Is it all in her head? I, I to me, that's kind of moot. Well, it's like what Dumbledore said to Harry. <laughs> it's like. Just because it's happening in your head doesn't mean it's not real. Uh, couldn't think of a better quote to apply there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it. it <laughs> where's my brain going? No, um, I'm with you. You got this. I believe I, in you. I I think that she found magic in a situation that was terrible, and others maybe couldn't see it. But there was an effect on other people. Like her mom was getting better. Then once that magic was destroyed, mm-hmm. her mother was destroyed. And almost like this cautionary tale, like of remembrance, like for the the freedom fighters or the, for the the uh, the rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I I know very little about this actual spot and location in history. So yeah. like I'm I'm I, you know I'm I'm not trying to talk. Nineteen forty four Spain. Nineteen forty four Spain. I was like, I was like, read some books, Jacob. Probably because I was like, I remember in the forties in school, we mostly paid attention to you know other parts of the world that were doing some shit. I I am woefully uneducated, other than what this film is presenting. Fascists just suck. I mean, yeah, that's kind of trying to control. I feel like that's a good takeaway. Yeah, fuck the fascists, man. Um, Like, if you're a fascist, I'm sorry, but. Please don't listen to our show anymore. We don't need it. Uh, <laughs> or maybe do and you can learn something. Like <laughs> em- Emily's just out here putting positivity in the world. She's like, I really think I can fix them. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just approaching everyone like the worst fucking boyfriend or girlfriend you could go after. Just be like, oh, I can. I think I can really make a difference. I can fix them. You know them. what? It's maybe, not their fault. Maybe I I'm help. the answer. Maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe I'm what they've been waiting for all along. Emily, uh, uh, speaking of cautionary tales, okay, let's. T- <laughs> what the? Oh, fuck? I also this like. This took a turn. The horses 
in the stunt scene, horse says, "Good job, horse." Did did I do a good job? And Mom, and, and Guillermo was like, "That is a good job, pony." Good job, pony. I don't know why I just picture him being like real, like like sitting and nodding like that that meme of that dude pushing in on a horse and he just nods the dude with the beard and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Just just what? Good job, horse. What is that movie? Um. Guy on the buffalo. One day, the guy on the buffalo went down to the creek. Oh no! They found a baby. Gotta go. I brought the baby to my friend who was barren. This has nothing to do with the movie we're talking about. No, there's um oh Anthony Hopkins worked with an animal and he's like I respect this animal more than oh. any actor i've oh. worked with there's so oh oh hang on yeah shout out to shout out to our buddy matt at the madden mark movie show are you talking about that movie with him and alec baldwin yeah the edge with the bear is that the one i think so hang on hang on <laughs> hang on hey, hey, matt matt's like matt's like either yes jake or no jake right now i don't know the edge movie it's been a minute i think that's the one with the bear what <laughs> are we not going to talk about the bear wait Oh yeah, no, no. It was Bart the bear. It was the same fucking bear Bart that was in the, the Great bear. Outdoors that got its butt sh- shot off. Uh, that f- first shot off its butt by the the lamp shotgun. I love that movie. Anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the movie that was because I literally remember Matt talking about this. So yes, it was the bear thing. Unless unless there was another bear. I think it with was that Anthony Hopkins. But I, I do know. know that Anthony Hopkins has scenes with Bart the bear in the classic thriller The Edge, which. Fun fucking fact, I may not have told you about that. Mm. Uh, if we are talking about The Edge, uh, that is... I'm on the edge. Uh, come back to me, brain. My brain is... Uh, yeah, you know who wrote The Edge? Who? Guess. You're going to be surprised. Um, I need a hint. If you're acting in one of this person's scripts, you say damn it and re- curse their name a lot. Mammoth. Yeah, Mammoth wrote it. <laughs> Damn it, I Mammoth. Love, I love that that's all I had to say for you to know. <laughs> also, also, Mammoth, also, not, not not so much a fan of at all any of his opinions or politics these days, but that's fine. Yeah, um, like, um, it's cool, yeah, like, whatever, but, uh, anyway, like, so, so, uh, we'll just shut that down real quick. I hear he, quick. like, is cool with an all-female cast of Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross. Oh, he's fine with gender flipping all of a sudden? Maybe. Or I'm just wrong. I don't know. I, maybe it's just wish, wishful. Wish, wish, but anyway, wish, yes, wish, David Mamet did write The Edge. So weirdly, I want to revisit that. It's been a long time. There's Matt's this, like, Matt, I know Matt's in there like, fuck yeah, go yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love um, you, buddy. This, this also makes me think of. <laughs> oh, no. There's an episode of Phineas and Ferb, the show on Disney Channel. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a hard left turn, but I'm here for it. Please continue. Where they're doing like a monster truck rally because Phineas and Ferb obviously built monster trucks because that's what you do on a summer day. As you do. And like the announcer's like, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) What? So the edge. Yeah, no, 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 I heard it. I got you. Oh, no. Oh. You want to go through some of the trivia? Yeah, I really, really do. Okay. I, I, I feel like we're being really silly right now because we're trying to decompress after this. I'm having a good Yeah, no, honestly, like, sad, I love this movie, but like. Sad movie. And I'm like, yeah, let's do a let's do a horror Halloween episode. And I gave you a few options. And you're like, I really want to see Pan's Labyrinth. And you pick this one. I'm like, oh, I've been excited to show you this. And I forgot that it's just like. 
It's really afterwards, good. It's beautiful, but afterwards I'm just like, oh man, that was you lovely. And I also need like a cold shower, a drink, and a hug. It's oh, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a little hug or a warm shower. I don't know. Yeah, but it's warm, just, it's just, just but, like but it feels a, like it feels a cleansing like, shower. Perhaps. I was gonna say, I think I said cold shower because it felt like I just like by the end of the movie, you feel like you're just coming out of this really cold world. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's why I think cold shower. But you want a warm shower yeah, to yeah. come back into the warmth. This movie fucks me up. I'll yeah. be honest. I love it. I, I think like there was a point in the movie where my jaw was just hanging. Like, yeah, I, was just I, like I know oh. exactly what part because I looked over and saw it was we're going to talk about it was when she got shot. Yeah. I looked over and, the, and the, the way that that happened where he took the baby and bang and she just turned and you saw it happen off screen and she brought her hand up with blood and you were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I didn't tell you it was a happy story. It was just sort of, I was nervous to get to that part. But the thing is, ah! it's not just that that happens. It's everything that's been built up before. It's, this is so many different yarns and stories wrapped into one overarching storyline that like I, I think it's such brilliant storytelling like del toro's script is mwah, it's chef's kiss i oh, yeah. i adore the way that everything is weaved and nothing feels forced it's just this sort of nuanced organic it feels like a fairy tale yeah that you knew as a child that got redefined as you grew up into adulthood in a way where you're looking at it with i'm gonna show you all the uh, the sad and the bad and, and you're gonna see all these parts that Maybe your parents skipped over as a kid because the or world it's is like cruel. The the you dumbed know? down fairy tales, and then you're introduced to Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, and like Grimm's you know, you, yeah, and you yeah. see these fairy tales, which is all about like you know, the you go with the whatever three act structure at the end of the second act. The character, the protagonist, is at their lowest point and has to sort of rise up. Every every uh, conflict has to have a resolution. It's it's got mm-hmm. all of that, but it's like all of those base storytelling elements that are inherent in children's fairy tales and stories. That just sort of matured and grew up and had a, yeah, but you don't see the crust of the world and all the the the, yeah. the, the dark, the shadows and the dark shit that happens. And it somehow is like, we're going to tell that story, but you've grown up a bit. And it, it's it's still childlike and dreamlike, but also horrifying and just, I well, don't know. Uh. You know, I, I want to dive into this a little bit more before we get into trivia. Oh, because sure. Because, because these are like, going to be random facts that I know you have um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to kind of branch off and talk yeah, about probably. Yeah. When when we when we approach fairy tale fairy tales as adults, we have a lot of like cynicism that we bring with us, and well, it's sometimes like, it's like it Peter doesn't. Pan. You grow up and you don't believe anymore. Yeah. Um, or or. But I do believe in fairies. You better clap. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm okay. Okay, I'm, I was gonna sorry, say. I'm speaking, oh my gosh. Um, very generically. <laughs> yeah. You know, like traditionally, yes. we grow up. You know, it's like you grow up and what was even like a Bible thing. You put away childish things or something like, and you know, you just sort yeah. of. Become, when I was a child, I did as yeah, a child. Yeah, and it's like it's something. like grow up, yeah. you know, like don't live in this world anymore. And as you know, grown ass people that geek out over everything comic book related, it's like yeah, we've been told that our whole lives. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it, if you think about it, the only thing that tells us that she didn't end up in her kingdom at the end is our cynicism. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it is it literal? Is, is it, it figurative? Yeah, is it a metaphor. Even even then, like in death. We don't have answers. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, no, you could think you could be like, this is what I believe. You could have faith in whatever. You have yeah. no fucking clue. No one knows. But yeah, and, and to say that you do, you could think. And, like, I, I want to support anyone's belief of to a degree of, like, you know, like, what you think. But, you, yeah, you don't know. You're right. Yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> you, you, could, you could leave this movie thinking, like, oh, th- this is a... Ch- 
this is just um, child's way of coping with a really terrible situation. Yeah. And, is, and, and then, is that pure like, disassociation through fantasy, or yeah, or or did it really? Did the magic really happen? And she transcended and like went through the veil to the other side, um, and is in this world. Are we watching now. My Girl or Peter Pan? <laughs> are, we, are, are is this the great and secret show which we still need to finish oh, we still need to finish that book i is this the art i may have just fallen in love with you all over again <laughs> Guys, you're throwing my favorite book at me ah! <laughs> but but that's it ah, yeah we, a, we, we I, i'm so excited to finish that book with you like there's part of me okay I don't know what not, time for me anyway sorry to bring harry potter up again but also oh, not sorry but um, and also, spoiler for people who haven't read all the books or watched the movies. There, um, there's. I mean, I, it, it's fine now. There's. I hope so. Um, there's a the the moment in um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix when um, Sirius. For, for, for forgive forgive the less inundated. Which number is that? Book five. Five. Ah, I got that's right. book five. Yeah. And is, then... is that the one that's like? The longest book, but the shortest movie? Is that the one that... The yeah, adaptation? I think so. Okay. Because I remember I, there's one. So it's like, why did you trim so much out there's, of that? There's this amazing battle at the Ministry of Magic that happens in both the book and the movie. And it's so much more intense in the book. Or there's more things I that happen. Okay, that's the one with the battle. Yeah, because I remember in yeah. the movie, I'm like, this felt like a wet fart compared to what you had me read. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... Because when we started dating, she's like, you need to listen to, she's like, you haven't heard the Harry Potter audiobooks? So she shared them with me and I listened to all of them and then we watched the movies and that was my, that was my, felt like the actual first time because I had, was not, I did not have that hole punched on my nerd card. Now you're the nerdiest nerd in the land, just like me. So thank you. But, um, there's, there's this, um, art, arch in this room where they're doing one of the big battles. Yeah. And there's a veil. And Sirius falls. Sirius Black falls through it and is no okay. more. Yeah, I remember like, that. And you can hear, uh, like, before the battle starts in there, they could hear voices on the other side. But it's kind of like the the arch. You could sit all the way around it. Yeah. But if you if you got too close, it would like draw you in, or like if you, I don't know. But Sirius gets hit with a killing spell. And then falls into the arch, and then his body's gone. Yeah. So it, it, it this kind of makes me think of that. Like her body is not gone, but it's like, but what is on the other side of the veil? Right, like right, right. what we don't know. There, you can you conjecture about it, or like you can, I don't know. But what's on the other side of the veil, guys? <laughs> I, I I I'm having trouble connecting that thought, but that's that's kind of where I the am veil with it. The falls, and you see what's on the other side. I don't know. It's a room full of chocolate. That sounds great. I could go for some chocolate right now. Anyway, um, sorry, but, but no, I, I, hope, I, I hope that makes sense. It does. I like, get what you're saying, and now I'm remembering that part. And yeah, that was definitely fleshed out much better in the book. Bellatrix, no. I. Is it wrong? I just to, like yelled and I made a pen fell In the book, fell I kind of had a crush on Bellatrix. I was like, mm, she can get it. But then I was like, I know she's bad, but 
I bet you did in the movies too, because it was Helena Bonham Carter. So I mean, I like her. I don't. I'm not not there's there's not that that like in the book. I was like, hey Bella, what you doing? But like, you just mm. liked her because her name was Bellatrix, and you're like, show me your beautiful tricks. It's a hot name. Let's be show honest. Me, Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah. Like, show me your tricks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit. Oh my god. Okay, so you want to do some of this fucking trivia? Yeah. That was a great tangent. I love you. Uh, Okay, so um, uh, Del Toro, he uh, famously has compiled books of notes and drawings for like all of his ideas, for a lot of his ideas before turning them into films. Um, He, this is an essential part of the process for him. Okay, so before before this film was done, he left. He had like years and years worth of notes that he had that he left mm. in the back of a cab like a taxi oh, and, no. he, and he discovered that they were missing he thought it was just like the project it was the end of the project yeah. um the cab driver actually found them realized that they were important track down guillermo del toro and yeah. and returned them at a great personal difficulty and expense del toro was convinced that this was a blessing and made him ever more determined to complete the film Yay. so I, I i love that i love that um, too the subtitles were actually translated and written by Del Toro himself. He does not trust translators after having encountered problems with his previous movies and subtitles, so he manually does it himself. Oh, wow. Or at least did yeah. in this one. Um, oh, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, so Stephen King attended a screening of the film and sat next to Del Toro. Mm. Uh, according to Del Toro, Stephen King squirmed whenever it got to the pale man part where he's chasing mm. Ophelia. Yeah. And Del Toro compared that experience of seeing King's reaction to winning an Oscar, which he eventually did with The Shape of Water. <sighs> Like like the, the the cringing of like ooh oh, oh, oh. Yeah. you know it's like I, I, I feel like I just like making this art nutter. I know but I I love that that him and Stephen Do King had this fucking moment like you know me and Stephen King I do like, I love his books I know you and do. I love you, you, didn't you the, say that he writes the way the voice in your head is or something I'm paraphrasing sometimes like or the way you think or something th- yes sometimes like some sections of the books he writes like uh, i feel like oh this is kind of the the pattern of thought that i have and which uh, i hear because yes. that, that's what you talked about great and secret show that's how i am when i read anything by clive barker like the yeah. way he describes stuff i'm like that sounds like my inner monologue the do way we that just I think really about think highly of things. our inner voices no i just as- i think describe them to these awesome oh, yeah, we're so great. no no well, okay well, you could look at it that way i'm choosing to look at it as that as that we've grafted our identity onto like an artist that's like oh that speaks to me, and I connect with that in terms of the voice, as opposed to no. Stephen <laughs> okay. King and Clyde Barker yes. are better than us. Duh. I'm just <laughs> saying. Okay. Who? We're not narcissists. No, dear okay. God. No, 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 no. no. They, they're God tier. We're just connecting with their work. It's fine. Oh no. But um, whenever whenever Stephen King like says this thing is so scary or like this villain is one of the best villains ever written or like when he it carries weight to, to me oh yeah 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 he's sorry i interrupted you stephen ah. king no that's yeah. literally what i was gonna say no i totally feel that um i thought this was cool uh so del toro gave up his entire salary including back end points just to see this film become realized to this day he believes it was worth it he's he's like Oof. i just want to do it huh this is a passion project. It definitely, and I feel, he, I feel every fingerprint of that. Where did he? Did, so, so. This was it, okay. Th- th- this was uh, uh, this was the submission for foreign language film that yeah. year, right? Yeah. Okay, um, and it was, I think, the only. Not, it was the only 
not best picture nominee to be nominated for original screenplay. It was up for I was wrong. It was up for foreign film, not foreign film and best picture. Okay. I think I think I think I, if, I, unless I'm reading this wrong, I did. Uh, if I find this later, I'm going to be mad that I have this as a statement in there. I should have checked more, but I, I think it was foreign film and original screenplay. But um, among others, like art directions, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to remember if Del Toro got an Oscar, like a directing nod. He should have if he didn't. But um, you could look it up on anyway, the internet. Yeah, yeah but, but it doesn't factor in anything. I was saying. It's just saying it was an Oscar darling that year. It was mm. one of the on everyone's top whatever lists. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so like he did that and then New Line released it like stateside. So, yeah. uh, something, something, the business Dark of film. Side, uh, something, yeah. Something complete. Doug Jones, who we've talked about. Yeah. Is just the best character, actor, body, like, like the, what he could do with his body languages, I think few people can, can do. He's just, he's great. Good friend. He knows our buddy, Scott Gagnon. Hey, hey Scott. Scott. Hey, Hi, Sc- Scott. Hey, Scott. Tell Doug that we love him. Um, anyway, he had to memorize not only his lines in Spanish, um, a language that he does not speak. Because, okay, to clarify, Doug played both mm. the fawn and the pale man. Yeah. Played both characters. His voice is not in the film. Yeah. So he had to memorize his lines not only in Spanish, a language that he does not speak, but also Ivana Baquero's lines, who th- did the voiceover, so he knew when to speak his next line for timing. So he had to spit the servos and the headpiece that made the facial expressions and ears move were so loud that he often couldn't hear her speaker lines that uh, that Ivana spoke. So oh, it, yeah, the girl, yeah, is yeah. Ivana. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I read that totally wrong. Ivana Bacaro, the the uh, who plays who plays uh, Ophelia. Yeah, well, I I, uh, I keep wanting to say I'm like no, the fawn is oh, Pan, which oh, we're gonna talk yeah. about the title in a minute. But um, yeah, Ophelia, so had to know. Her lines for timing to know for his scene partner who to play off of, uh, but could not hear her speaker lines because of all the the mechanical noises in the head. So think about performing through that, and how and how impactful the 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 presentation visually of those characters are, those creatures. Um, Yeah. So the captain's room is made to look like the inside of his father's watch, which Del Toro says represents his troubled mind. I appreciate the way he approaches like set design and the mise-en-scene and like just all the art direction it's all very very fucking specific oh, i yeah. don't think there's anything in that he didn't put a fingerprint on to be like this is right nothing um, is arbitrary everything has a purpose everything in its right place exactly yes um so uh, after the first week movie theaters in mexico started placing signs on posters warning about the movie's graphic violence because people had brought small children to see it, it oh was god rep- yeah because i'm like it's, mean, it's rated r yeah but, so maybe but also yeah um but uh, that's also an uh, American can we thing. talk That's about di- for different countries rating systems are, are definitely different than the MPAA. Can but. we talk about when the captain gets shot in the face? We can. We can jump to that and we'll just pick up uh, this part. Yeah. Okay. Which is which is I think I made the comment to you. I'm like, I know this is a weird thing to cite. One of the best kills or headshots I've ever seen in a movie. Not because the way it, his it, eye moved. Yeah. And it's not oh like head God. explodes. It's no. like he gets shot in the cheek. And then the eye above that starts to fill with blood and kind of move, and he kind of like has this moment, and then, you you don't see like the back of his head get blown no. off like you do normally, like in a in a movie where someone gets shot in the head. He gets shot in the cheek, and it's yeah. just this little hole that starts bleeding. His eyes all messed up, and he drops. It's so, it's weirdly more disturbing, even though there's technically less blood than you would normally see in like even a John Wick gun gunshot. Yeah, I think I think because it, you just hang on it, and then like. That seems like the body's natural reaction. Like, okay, blood is released and it's filling the eye socket. Yeah. And, and moving your eye. And you're slowly Ugh. dying. So the brain is just sort of like letting things relax and no, shut Ooh. down, shut down. Ugh, yeah. 
Um, Ew. Ew. So, okay, that's uh, all I have to say about that. I yeah, just wanted to bring it up because no, good job, head, everybody. That headshot was so effective. When I think of the violence in this movie, what I remember is the headshot, the fairy's head's getting bit off, which we'll talk about, mm. and the uh, that one dude's son getting... Like his face caved in by that fucking bottle. Yeah. Which at that point I was I not I was watch. not prepared for that. I was like, yeah. oh God. I what I a really terrible didn't... way to for a on screen death at all. Ugh. Yeah. I I um most certainly watched through squinted eyes because I was like, This is too much for me right now. Well, you kept your eyes open as far as I know through the pale man scene. I was like, I know I it's scary I know it's creepy, but you gotta watch he this. Is it's a so creepy good. man. <laughs> um okay, so the fawn's legs were not CG. I love how much of this was so like practical. Wow. Uh, Del Toro actually created a special system in which the actor's legs controlled the Fawn's fake ones. The actor's legs were later digitally removed. Oh. So like there was a way to control them and they just took the actor's legs out in between. But like I love that. And you feel it. Like this feels yeah. like a moving, tangible, on set thing as opposed to, don't get me wrong. I defend CG. Like, you know, yeah. in a Marvel movie, I'm like, I'm aware that anytime you see Iron Man or Black Panther like in the suit, it's like a 100% digital suit. But mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, I love it. Um, it there is it. something, we've talked about this before, there is something about having practical effects like that, that, where you can just like feel their presence a little. You feel the, the presence, it, it feels a little more magical. Agreed. I, I Yeah, it, I, 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 lo- I love digital shit for enhancement or replacement, but, but anytime you can do anything practical, please. Magical and tangible. You should get that as a tattoo. Or a t-shirt. You want to sell that as a t-shirt on our yeah. podcast site? No, no, no. Magical, Magical and tangible. Write that down. There you go. There are two words. Magical and tangible. I'm writing it down. Spectacular, spectacular. The um, words in the vernacular. Oh, no. Why did I go to that? Okay, so this received a 22-minute uh, applause, uh, 22 minutes of applause at, at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm. Deservedly so, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, for the Pale Man costume, it took five hours to get Doug into that suit. Once he was in it, he had to look through the nose holes to see where he was going. <laughs> so, um, and uh, for that fairy eating scene, uh, it said that he had to bite condoms filled with fake blood for that. Ugh. So yummy. Uh, there's some well, interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that that makes me think. Of, side note: We used to in in college whenever we had to have body mics, we would put the mic pack in unlubricated condoms to oh. protect them from our body sweat. Holy shit, that's actually really smart. I never would have thought of that. That's what you do. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't Condoms, know everybody. Do Not just for what you think they're for. But no, listen. Unlubricated condoms. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing. So they don't need to be ribbed for the Mike's pleasure. <laughs> and Emily broke. I was wondering if that would get shit. Hold, please. We're waiting for her to return to her mic. She just sort of dropped and went away. Uh, Red hello. Rover, Red Rover, send Emily back over. I'm back now. Hello. Okay. Uh, la, 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 la. In Spanish, when addressing two or more women, one would say, bienvenidas. Um, the presence of any man or boy would require the use of bienvenidos. Uh, when Captain Vidal welcomes Ophelia and her pregnant mother, he says, Bienvenidos, showing that he's most interested in his unborn son. I appreciate little attention to detail in the wording that Del Toro had like that with yeah. the script. That, like, honestly, I needed to read that to pick up on that, but I fucking love it. I'm I'm having some uh, House of the Dragon parallels, but we should not go into that because... We've only seen the first episode, the first and we episode need to, I could stand to rewatch it, also, and we need to binge it. Also, spoilers. 
Th- this true. Yes. Um, okay. So the fawn in the movie was inspired by a lucid dream that uh, Guillermo had repeatedly when he was a child. Every oh. uh, every midnight he would wake up and a fawn would gradually step out from behind a grandfather clock. Mm. Is this lucid dream he was having? You ever just take all the shit that you've accumulated in your life and be like, I'm going to put it on screen. I love it. I fucking love, I love it, it so much. I feel like if, it, you know, when you see something, you're like, you were born to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Del Toro has a lot of films, but I look at this one and I'm like, this is something you absolutely were like destined to do. Yeah. And it just feels like everything like built towards it. Um, Doug Jones actually was the only American on the set and the only person who didn't speak Spanish. And <laughs> Del Toro was only the only, uh, was also only the only, the also the only bilingual person on set. Damn. So, uh, but they're friends. They like, he's been yeah. in like all of his shit. Yeah. So, uh, the role of Ophelia was originally written for an eight or nine year old. Uh, but Del Toro was so impressed with the 11 year old Ivana, uh, Baccaro's performance that he revised it or audition. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she does a great job. <clears throat> She's so good. That kid oh is so gosh. fucking good in this. Um, it's reported that Del Toro actually turned down, uh, directing, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe oh. to direct this movie. He not only doesn't regret that decision, but is a big fan of that film. That's neither here nor yeah. there, but just I was, sure. I, I had some um, parallels there. Like, I was thinking of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when I was watching this. I definitely Especially the, like, drawing a chalk door. See, like that made me through. think of Beetlejuice. When I think uh, of, like, drawing the chalk door, I, yeah. see, I, I forgot I about actually, that in Beetlejuice. I, I honestly, I've never read uh, anything, any Narnia. That, mm-hmm. Like, the, the only, the most I know about Narnia is the references to where the socks disappeared in Narnia in a family guy cutaway. Like, there's a family guy moment where they're like, where'd all the socks go? And he climbs in the drawer, into the dryer, and all of a sudden he comes out on the other side of Narnia, and there's, like, a little, like, woodland elf or a fawn. He's like, welcome to Narnia. He's like, you have my sock. And he's like, runs off. <laughs> And I'm like, literally, I'm like, okay, That's so, all so you know. I never, never read the books. I never read the books. I never saw oh. the movie. I know it has Daniel Craig in it. And I think, and I remember that that movie famously bankrupted New Line Cinema because they thought it was going to be the next Lord of the Rings. They did that. And all of a sudden they went bankrupt. And if you notice, you didn't see, as I recall, I could be wrong. This is probably an AJ check genre. This is a genre geeks thing or, or Alec. If, hey, buddy, if either one of you like cross correct me and comment. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you didn't see a new line studios movie for a minute. They were just like Warner brothers was like, yeah, no, you fucked up. You spent too much money. No, no, just, just do the B horror movies. And they didn't get much to do until like the Friday the 13th remake and the nightmare remake or something. I could be wrong and I'm probably generalizing, but I remember that first Narnia movie was like with the talking polar bear and James Bond was a big. Blah. Am I mixing the movies talking, up? Talking polar bear would have been the golden compass. Yep. I got Narnia yeah, and the Golden yeah. Compass. Okay, so, so, so okay, um, shows you what I know. Let me let me break this down. I know Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, and Willow, and Legend. Narnia and Golden Compass to me, I'm like those are different books. You're saying that I'm like those are different. T- I know nothing about like, either. Well, so and I have, here, so here there's I'm like bleeding a, my 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 child. There's <laughs> like a fundamental difference too, because Golden Compass has a um, lion. One has a lion. One has a bear. <laughs> Golden Compass. It's all Wizard of Oz, isn't it? By flying monkeys. Um, I forget his name, I'm being but he is an atheist, and C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. What? No, 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 no. Um, C.S. Lewis wrote the line, "The Witch and the Wardrobe," okay. and the Narnia books. Um, then what he the is fuck like is, famously, so? The Golden, the Golden Compass is the one with James Bond, with Daniel Craig and the polar bear, right? I don't know that Daniel. Maybe Daniel Craig plays Aslan the lion. I don't remember him in the movie. He he plays Lord Azriel, and Nicole Kidman's in it. 
Eva Green's in it. Sam Elliott's in it. Freddie Highmore. It's like I never saw it. What? Because... Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? No, that's uh, that's um, the Golden other one. Compass. The fucking yeah, that one. Oh, okay. And freaking Tilda Swinton is in uh, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. She Philip plays... Pullman is uh, wrote uh, the His Dark Material he, series. Which he, the, no wait, His Dark isn't that the one that Lin Manuel is on? Yeah. Miranda yeah. is on uh, HBO. It's a series now. Yeah. He, Jake just punched his microphone because he's so mad. No, I raised my hand. You know, I don't even want to cut it out. I don't give a shit. No, I love it. That's no, fine. but the 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 reason why I say there's like this big fundamental fundamental difference is that um, there are parts of the Narnia series that are like Christian allegories or like metaphors, etc. For like okay, no, no, like that's, a Christ-like that's, figure. Right, that's, that, and that's C.S. Lewis. Yeah, that's C.S. Lewis. Do and I know the him other and Tolkien were friends. I'm I trying to go back so. to school like They're, the old old school they're like we're catholic woo woo let's write some fantasy and then um something something gandalf jesus i don't know gandalf the white why we gotta bring race into it no no no, his clothes were white jakey oh um but then um golden compass guy was like atheist um wanted to sit like spread that message like yeah God is dead, etc. Shit like that. I feel like I need to. Check I don't up. know I enough feel, about the no. Golden Compass to be like. Oh, I was, I was, like, I was like, okay, is this the part where it's probably? I don't know if I should admit that all you're doing is talking me into wanting to read and watch the Golden no, Compass. No, no, no. Like, and I'm not trying to discourage you from reading them, but that's the only thing that I remember because I never read the books. Okay. Um, but they're, they're n- definitely not the same. Okay, so so definitely not the same. Golden Compass has mm-hmm. has a polar bear. James Bond and Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Narnia is the one with the the goats that st- the goat people that steal your socks play the Peruvian pan flute, and there's a lion that talks, what and it has Hamilton. Right? Mm. Am I getting this right? Mm. Mr. <laughs> so I'm, Mr. So I, okay. Yeah. So this is how we differentiate. No. Lin Manuel Miranda's Golden Compass, his Dark Materials. Yeah, see, I'm still blending them. Okay, so so that's Tilda that, Swinton. Hang on, Tilda. Hang on. His Tilda. Dark Materials. Stop. His Dark Materials. Polar bear. Polar bear. Narnia, big kitty lion. Cat. Lion. Narnia, Aslan's Narnia, lion. lion king. The other one, polar bear. Yeah. The other one, Coca Cola, polar bears. Okay, so Narnia is the what the fuck? Who gives a shit about a compass? Who uses a compass anymore? I don't care if it's gold, platinum, silver, coal, well, obsidian. Babe, this is set in a time that's not ours, so they gotta have a golden compass to guide the way. This episode's about Pan's Labyrinth. What but, happened? I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> hang on. Stop. Hey, Rewind. what we really need Play. to say here is fuck the fascists. Well, yeah, duh. That's the point. That's the that's perfect the perfect thing. thing. <laughs> that's the that's the takeaway. Oh here. my god. Okay, I'm hang so on. sorry. That was a huge tangent. I don't even remember what we that were talking. That was a huge ta- tangent. He's got a huge tangent. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about, Emmy. Uh, stop. <laughs> Rewind. Play. Okay. Did you miss us? <coughs> that was for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Aww. Anyone who else cared about that? Okay, so this uh, episode is brought to you by uh, Aha Sparkling Water. Not anymore. Blue, I'm out. Blueberry pomegranate. I'm out of flavor. wine. I'm out of spicy water. I have nothing. Okay. But I'm here. Uh, well, okay. I have you. I meant to drink. Oh. 
Sorry, now I was thinking of an interview with the vampire. It's like, you come over here, it's like, drink from me and live forever. Oh. Anyway, we watched that. You watched that last year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did. You saw, yeah, I love yeah, that one. Okay. That's a good one. So, uh, back to this fucking movie. Mm. Del Toro first started writing ideas for this film in 1993. So, it yeah. just dated for a while, which I love. I love that that just, again, everything feels like passion project, care, built, wasn't impulsive. It's like, I always was going to make this movie. He was. Um, so, the movie is set in like a, a verdant. Verdant forest? forest? Verdant. Verdant forest. Words and fun things. Was shot in a location that was experiencing its worst drought in years. So the gunshots and explosions had to be added digitally because they didn't want to accidentally spark a fire. Manolo Solo, uh, who played the... He was one of the captain's dudes. He was nearly killed when one of the horses fell on top of him. Oh, uh, shit. In order to make Captain Vidal more menacing, Del Toro made uh, Sergey Lopez lower his voice an octave and speak as neutral as possible. So it's just mm. the same idea. As like, you know what it made me think of when I read that? Put Rosa it's, from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, I should have thought of that. I love that, but <laughs> what I really thought of was fucking Roy Kent. <gasps> oh, when yeah. You, when you listen, when you listen <laughs> you to his listen podcast, to podcast versus when he's like, he's no, like no, no. Fuck oh no. fuck! I don't fucking care. I can't. I can't do a good. Roy yeah, Kent. and then I wish I could. like listening to the podcast, he's like, oh, everybody, oh, how you do? I am not making fun. No, I love no, him. No, no. Like I want. I want to buy that man every beer for the rest of his life. I. I love him. He's great. No, no, to, no. I want to give him a little kiss. Yeah, I want you to. <laughs> I. 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 Can I please let me take a picture when that happens. Lucky both I, of you. I hope I get a little kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All we do is no, 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 do no. deep cuts of. Yeah, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun, I know. and I think you should leave. I like that we're just like throwing all this stuff out that we just want to be friends with. Oh my god, that meme that broke me recently. It said, <laughs> straight dudes just want to bring you back to their place and show you episodes of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. And I was like, <laughs> first off, why would you say something so controversial and yet so brave? Uh, and also, I think anybody should be able to enjoy that. God damn it. I agree. Anyway, I moving agree. on. Um, la 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 la. We are so, monsters. We're just coping with humor because this movie's so upsetting. It was is a fucking lot. I knew it would hit you. Uh, so uh, Doug Jones, like I said, he plays El Fano and the Pale Man. He doesn't voice either character, as we said. He spent five hours in the makeup chair practicing Spanish as he's playing the role. In the end, Del Toro had a, a different uh, a theatrical actor, Pablo Adan, Adan? To voice uh, Elfano, Jones's efforts were not in vain, though, because it made Aiden's job of syncing with his lips and uh, Ivana's job of interacting with the character easier. So this is sort of like a branch off of that one. Nice. Um, Del Toro conceived the pale man as an allusion to the perverted image of stigmata, ghastly wounds that are supposed to signify grace yeah. and piety. Ugh. Piety? Piety? Words. Something, something Pious. church. Pious. Piety. Piety. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, pious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, we know the English language. It's fine. Yeah, I know um, things. So uh, the the fawn's horns that Doug Jones had to wear, they weighed 10 pounds. Ow. They were so heavy they had to be applied last. Imagine you just got 10 pounds that you're carrying on your head on, in, in addition to the rest of the getup. Uh, the scene involving the giant frog was actually going to be shot in this giant dome tree set. Uh, three days prior to shooting, he realized that the frog wouldn't seem so giant in the massive set, so it was the tunnel set was constructed in two days. It was like a last-minute switch. Um, another n- uh, interesting language thing you might get a kick out of, the fawn addresses Ophelia with the pronoun Voss, which is archaic, 
in Castilian, Castilian Spanish, but was once used to refer to someone for whom the speaker has great respect. Because remember how he's always like your highness and everything, and like she is, so it's kind she of is like, like you know reincarnated royalty. Because yeah. they said like the princess's spirit she would will come, come in back. another body. Yeah. So um, I thought that was a nice touch. It's like whenever uh, you're speaking German and you address someone as Z. Yeah, get like capital, capital S I E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. That made me think of that. Since we both are German. Yeah. Um, this Brecken Deutsch, yeah. Jawohl. Here you go, Emmy. So the film's original Spanish title is The Labyrinth of the Fawn, the direct oh. translation. It was retitled Pan's Labyrinth after the goat human nature god Pan in English speaking countries, German speaking countries, Scandinavia, the Netherlands, and Croatia. Huh. Del Toro said that he felt the fawn is just a normal fawn and that Pan himself was too dark and sexual for a fairy tale starring an eight-year-old girl. Because in classic, classical mythology, Pan was a god associated with the wilderness and the natural world. He was also commonly depicted of having goat legs and horns, but I guess was more of a dark and sexual like, yeah. mythological character. But, you know, because people are like, oh, the fawn in America. But it, technically, the, the movie, if you do the direct translation, should be the labyrinth of the fawn, not Pan's labyrinth. Because Pan is signifying that that fawn was an actual mythological creature. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Language I, barrier difference. I remember the name of the fawn in... Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe now. It's oh, okay, okay. So there's an actual fawn in that. That's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. yeah. Okay, okay. Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. Okay, that's all I've got. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> you're welcome. He wears a red uh, scarf. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to watch this shit. Uh, Bjork, who I love, was so affected by this film that after seeing it, she went home and wrote the song Pneumonia, which I oh, need to re-listen I, to because I, I need did to, not know. I don't know that I know it. Oh, I Yeah, that one, I'm like, oh, uh, did not know that that was directly from this, so... Um, the film is shot in shades of green, uh, the color of nature mm. in the forest. Notably, Ophelia is wearing green throughout the film. Yes. So that was intentional. Uh, Sergei Lopez, who plays Captain Vidal. Uh, I hope I said his name right. You're so good in this. Vidal. Was, uh, Vidal? Sergei or Sergei. I, I didn't. That's why I wasn't sure if it was. I don't want to assume. Sergei? Pronunciation Sergei? sometimes. Uh, but that doesn't. See, I'm like, am I assuming like what I would think of like a Russian? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's mm. pronounced. Eh. Irrelevant. Oh, well, not irrelevant. It, it's important. Like, I just, I'm saying, just, I, what I'm saying is I don't know, and I hope I'm not incorrect. Um, but, uh, okay, so so the actor that played Captain Vidal, right? Mm-hmm. He was considered a melodramatic and comedic actor. And the, the Madrid-based producers told Del Toro, quote, you should be very careful because you don't know about these things because you're Mexican, but this guy is not going mm-hmm. to be able to deliver the performance. And Del Toro replied, well, it's not that I don't know, it's that I don't care. And it's basically like, this is the dude for the part. Yeah. And he knew he was going to crush it. And look at that dude and tell yeah. me that he's too melodramatic or comedic. He's he fucking terrifying yeah. and genuine. Yes. And I believe his convictions and his intentions are like, you know, right for the character. Like it's, yeah, no, no. Yeah. The producers were wrong. Del Toro was right. Shut up yeah. and let the man work. Yes. <laughs> um, note to the set design. Uh, when Ophelia is prominent, uh, is the prominent character in a scene, the design is circular. To emphasize her embracing mm. of the fantasy world, the real world the real world scenes tend to have a more straight and angular design, which is something I didn't notice until after the fact, and I'm kind of re-retro, like, thinking about it in yeah. my head, and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to watch that through that lens again. Um, so uh, Lopez, the, uh, the actor that played Vidal, he met with Del Toro, um, and Del Toro played out his vision and story for the film to him, like mm-hmm. a pitch. Uh, Lopez was highly impressed, asked for the script, and Del Toro said he hadn't written it yet. Hadn't even written it yet. He had to wait another year before the completed script arrived. So he's just like, I have this movie in my head. Hadn't even written the script. That's, again, 
fucking Amazing. passion project. Yes. Let's go. Yes. It had to happen. Manifest that shit. See, I love it so much. It makes there, it just it gives me hope. Man, Roy yeah. can. <laughs> I was gonna say Roy Guillermo can. Del Toro. Del Toro. No. Del, Del Toro. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Del Toro. Del Toro. I, We're I, ridiculous. I know. Here's the thing. Like, if 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 that soundbite got pulled out and somehow Del Toro happened to hear that one day, I'd I'd die maybe, happy. That'd be cool. Yeah, me too. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Uh, so the fifth highest grossing foreign language. This is the fifth highest grossing foreign language film in the United States. Well, shit. Uh, here's another quote. Okay, so although hey. audiences have interpreted the film's bittersweet ending as everything from a religious metaphor to a psychological allegory, Del Toro offers a simpler but more poetic explanation. Ooh, yes. I always think of that beautiful quote by Soren Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard, yeah. Kierkegaard that says the tyrant's reign ends with his death but the martyr's reign starts with his death i think that the essence of the movie i think that sorry let me do that again i think that is the essence of the movie it's about living forever by choosing how you die what are your thoughts on that because i can see you oh you're internalizing the shit out of that what's going on in your head it's a lot it's a lot right um because um the whole movie like you hear about how the um, Captain Vidal's dad smashed the watch so his son would know the time that he died. And then he's talking about, and oh, this like, is it, the way to die in combat. Right. And rem- and also remember, he denies that outright. He's, yeah. like, he's, he's like, my dad, that's ridiculous. My father never had a watch. Yeah. But he always like winds it and takes care of it. Yeah. So um, so he he is obsessed with his legacy the way why he do died. i feel like i'm running out of time yes <laughs> and, but then he the way he died he did not get to choose no and I, but his, oh sorry the Go fact uh, no the fact that that moment he's like tell tell my son he's like tell my son pause and oh the weight of that 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 pause before i was waiting for them to cut him off he's like tell my son the time that i died and just no no he won't even know your name bam headshot uh, uh that which which is literally like probably the worst final moment he could have had. Mm-hmm. That's like literally like the the the, the last worst. The, probably his biggest fear. Yeah, and then like because it's all about legacy for yeah. for Ophelia. He never even remember. It's like how do you know it's a son? Don't fuck with me. He never even. Like, yeah. Of course he's going to have a son. Of course. Anyway, um, because he'd probably kill the baby if it was a daughter or kill himself. Yeah, feels on feels on par on tra- that tracks. Um, the fucking patriarchy. Anyway, right? but then Ophelia chose not to give her brother, right. and she gave. Well, and that's the thing is like remember the the you chose not to sacrifice the blood of an innocent, but rather your own. Yeah, it's like it's like essentially she becomes like a Christ figure in a way. In a way, yeah. But uh, well, and because I mean, of okay, that, no, I'm not being literal. Yeah, I'll yeah, admit, yeah. I'll admit that is a reach. But the idea, like, if you're talking about, no, like, you know, when you're thinking, thing. like, cause some people are considering this a religious metaphor. When you're talking about like sacrificing for another, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's in anything. That's a trope in so many different things. Like, if if you think about it, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, it's fucking gl- seeing, it's gladiator. It's, it's everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's literally like it's sacrificing. It's it's sacrificing yeah. for the greater good for others. Being a martyr. Yeah, and that. That is a trope that you see throughout literature, throughout movies, and so to especially and a in lot of times, stories, yeah. a lot of times well, it is attributed but... to like the Christ metaphor, 
um, uh, like sacrificing yourself so others may live. Yeah. So like you saying that, like attributing that to Ophelia is not off base. Right. But also I feel like it's, that, it's that's, not that, 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 that's that, to me, honestly, like that is kind of the low hanging fruit. Yes, it's applicable, but it's also more. Yes, I think. And I'm still unpacking. I think there's a lot that goes on with that. Right. Like, yeah. it's not. Ooh. There you go. Excuse me. It's not just a throwaway thing to say, oh, this is a religious allegory or whatever it's more of well and that could be complex like the, because most people are going to think like oh, are you talking like a traditional christian allegory but, but like honestly but it no, could be a the, lot it's freaking eddie in stranger things mm. it's hang on can we just uh, take a minute i don't uh, have any more wine Gee. Uh, we'll we'll toast to eddie later um oh eddie munson uh, anyway but it, it's it's we gotta read matt's book Yes. Again, shout out to shout out to Matt. He has a fucking Woo! dope ass from what I hear, like Stranger Things book that I'm dying to read. Um, it's the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And and uh, to to lay down your life for your friends or for for even for others who you don't know, just so they yeah. will, they will live. Um. So it's not just so because I know you have ideas about religion and stuff we won't go into it so it's well, not I mean, just like it's not so just, do you. okay we, we all do we're going yeah. to we're going to like copy paste this is the thing it's more like and that's not what i'm yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. At all. so so but i think that's why you're trying to say you're not trying to anyway never yeah. mind no 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 no, no. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying but also like through this idea of like a through a child's through the eyes of a child who's literally like like the world has not corrupted her, like you know, like she's like literally like the perfect visage of innocence, you know, like like even like like has this fancy yes. dress that she like you know is like I'm gonna hang on this tree to keep it clean because I have to go into this tree to like try to put these pebbles in this toad's mouth. Yeah, it's just like you know she she's so it can turn she itself is, inside out. Yeah, and I like, get a like literally key. just like the purest fucking like like kid that is tasked with these three tasks again, like the rule of threes. You know, like I I thought that was nice. Like you have to do these three tasks. It feels like like every classic fairy tale I ever grew up with, but then just thrown into the real world. Did you yes. get that at all? Yeah. Where it feels like the shit that you grew up like like the, the the magical shit you read as a kid, but it's like imagine this in a real world setting, but it's also in the forties during world during wartime. It's a lot. It's multifaceted. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, so some viewers believe that Ophelia eating the grapes in the pale man's den to be something of a too dumb to live moment for the young heroine. That's been one criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, it would actually seem to be a reference to what turns out to be her ultimate virtue, courageous disobedience. According to Del Toro, this theme is why the movie is set against the backdrop of a phalangist Spain where disobeying the fascist regime was dangerous and the final test of character for the princess confirms the importance of disobedience as well. I thought that was fucking beautiful. Well, we get that from the doctor too. Yeah. One, like, I'm not gonna obey. Oh, just who we haven't talked about like that. that. Like, honestly, the doctor is one of my favorite characters in the fucking movie. So good, dude. And um, freaking um, Mercedes. Merce- Mercedes. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, I get- would like to think that I would be as brave as her. You want to? You want to hear something kind of cool? You might yeah. get cut. I didn't add this in, but uh, uh this is a a thought. And you would be as brave to, to, to not brush over that. You would. Mm. You're tough as nails, and I love you. Um, I love when you Ophelia too. is rejected by the fawn for not following the rules, in the book with the second task, he claims that there were other reincarnations of Princess Moana. Remember before her, mm-hmm. but like her, they all failed. It's entirely possible that Mercedes was originally one of the tested reincarnations of her. It's it's a thing that's in there that is like or her mother. Yeah, it's a thing that could be like this could be in there, mm-hmm. and you you could 
I think open to audience interpretation. I'm not here to poke holes. It's not confirmed or denied, but but denied. But honestly, I'm like that. I I'm not going to poke holes in that reading. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that sure. makes sense. Yeah. I don't think it's about is this canon or not. That's sort of irrelevant. You know, it's just. These well, what is it so... you always say? Once once something is out there, like once you've made a thing, it no longer belongs to you. And I've always yeah, and I, I I struggle with that comment because that's something I've mostly said for me. But like I think that like once yeah, as a storyteller, once you've made the work, you know, for for me a film, you know, mm-hmm. for a musician a song, for a painter a painting, TV show like what I, I don't I don't care what what your art is, once you put it out there, um, for people to consume. It's like, in a way, I feel like this is sort of a blanket statement, but like, it doesn't feel like it's for you anymore. Like, I always like to say, like, I make art for me. You know, like, I'm like, I want to make what I want to make, what I want to see. But honestly, yeah, of course, I hope people watch it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the point is like, you don't want to be like, yeah, I did all this and I'm the only one that's considered in a room in a bubble in a vacuum watching it. It's like art that doesn't happen that way. Like you, you want other people to see it. I mean, ultimately, you're making, you're making, you're making art, but you're also hopefully making a successful commercial product and it's well, it's it's uh yeah it's strange but and like but when you put that out there you don't have control of how people consume or interpret i can say this is what i meant but if someone's mm-hmm. like yeah but i brought my li- I, i'm sorry i'm yeah, not trying yeah, to talk about yeah no. you, you bring your own emotional baggage and life experiences to exactly. it to your viewing you're going to personalize them be like well i think it's about this who am i to say that you're wrong if that's what you got from it it meant yeah. something different to me but that's the beauty is like a hundred people can sit in a dark room and watch the same screen and see something different and yeah. that's literally one of my favorite fucking things about this medium does one of my Any favorite art. things about art in general. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's is like yeah, anyway. you you bring your whole life with you whenever you experience yeah. it. Same thing. We just went to my Chemical yes. Romance concert. Ah! Every, like sitting there listening to like every song. It's like, you know, what it meant Oof. to them versus what it meant to every single person well, holding up their cell phone with a light. Yes. Different. Well, Similar. And, and different. then like hearing hearing the songs in the context of that concert versus the first time you heard them versus the time you heard a song whenever you were going through a really bad breakup or when life was shit Mm -hmm. or like uh, you're celebrating versus like you're you've got this dream fulfilled uh, which for me that was going to see my chemical romance in concert was like a dream come true did, for me did, did for you sure. like that uh, like i i <sighs> hope I, I figured you picked up on it but just so you know all i was doing was trying to set it up for you to get a moment to like talk about how fucking cool that experience was <laughs> like at least on the show for a second because that yeah. was a big thing that happened recently and i know that uh, that was like life uh not altering but like it, it was life heavy it was very significant for you it was big yeah um it that was a bucket list thing wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. We went to Colorado. We road tripped to Denver. It was a fun time. It was a got fun Got to hang time. out with our buddy Ryan, my dungeon master Ryan. for my D&D woop, woop, campaign. Woop, 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 woop. Who um, I got to meet for the first time and I've known forever. Hi, Ryan. It was it was an amazing experience. Like, one of the best nights of my life. Oh, for sure. Me yeah. too. Yeah. And then I know it was like your band, but like I've always liked it. Yeah, that was bar none one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> and But okay, the point being, like we talked about like art when that comes out. Yeah, that's a personal thing to the artist because they're like expressing and like maybe processing something, you know, like, you know, good, bad, ugly, we don't know. And then and then, you know, someone can in, consumes that and interprets that and through their lens may be the exact same thing because if it's a similar life experience, but it may be different. And uh, it's the thing is, it's all right. I'm not going to be like, oh, 
well, I meant it to mean this. If it means if someone if someone makes something and it means something to you, that's a personal thing. Yeah. You're not wrong. And yeah. It's and I or hate when to be like it has to mean this. It has yeah. to do that. Like fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, we created a show, blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. it makes me think, and I, I may have talked about this before on this show. I've um, been guilty of this, too, by the way. I, I'm, I'm oh. literally attacking something that I have been guilty of in the past, and I try to be aware of. So hey, just you're for great. fairness. You're but. growing. You're learning. Everything's wonderful. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I just like hippie woo-woo over here. I'm like, everything's awesome. We're all part of the universe, and like, we're just, throw we're your just, we're cares just, out we're just into all, the ether. We're just all and... wandering, wandering through the labyrinth. <laughs> Trying to avoid the pale man. Uh, ah. Okay. Uh, he's always Sorry. on the other side of that chalk. Can we talk for door, a second though? about Wait. because we like literally it's the three minutes. I'm like, if you watch one scene, that's the scene you're gonna remember. We need to talk a little bit more about the pale man because I like that is a fucking oh, yeah, centerpiece. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but no, yeah. I want to spin around to that because I I would love to hear a deconstruction of just that scene from you before we close this out. But go oh, ahead with shit. what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say when I was a kid watching musicals and my sisters too, we would always want to skip through the like really super girly songs because we didn't connect with them yet. Like I'm thinking. Oh. Um, like, hopelessly devoted from Greece, or even sometimes the, the I've I've um, mentally blocked out the entirety of Greece. So. It's the one where she's sitting by a kiddie pool and she's got a piece of paper and that she's just like I, going I, like I hate I liked Olivia Newton John's pants, and I liked uh, how John Travolta was like, "I rest, feel so safe." Oh my god! Sorry, I'm re- just thinking of him in, in South peace, Park. Olivia Newton John. Well, rest in peace. Yeah. In those leather pants. Oh. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway, so that and then okay. Like, so yeah, no, and, I, I, resp- um, I just don't like the show, but like that's okay. It. Well, fine. I'm also thinking. Well, Oklahoma is another one. The many a new, many and a new day song. Two bits and two bits, but um. In the great tradition of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Oklahoma. <laughs> Comes the Cannibal the Musical. Blue and all the leaves are green. Every time I hear Oklahoma, I just think of the trailer for Cannibal the Musical. Potato. You're welcome. I love um, that. Anyway, so just like the, we couldn't connect with those songs until we grew up. That's yeah. essentially that's all I was gonna. You grow say. into life experience. There are so. worse things I could do mm. and go with the boy or two. Oh, did you? <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. That's just, from Greece as well. Uh, it's okay. I, was like, I don't know that one. That's why I blocked it out. Um, Del Toro actually compared the rebels in the forest to the woodsmen in Red Riding Hood. I forgot to point that out. Ooh. Didn't know what your thoughts on that was. Um, were. The Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. The wood- oh, like they come to save. Like, yeah, like like the woodsmen. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like not like it's less. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Pale man. Talk to me. Hmm. That scene. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I know it's probably, admittedly, admittedly, it's a slightly cliche thing to focus on. But I, like, I was telling you, I was like, if you, re- people that remember nothing from this movie, remember that scene and that figure and that creature. Um, and, and there's so much more to unpack from the rest of the movie. But oh my god, that sequence is perfect. I'm just thinking about the eyeballs in the hands and like the, the design. Space. And uh, the, yeah, uh, the, and and just the way he puts it into the hands and then up like on the oh. Also like looking just you know I, I loved all the memes that have kind of ruined it. It's like it's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> let's just let's just. I mean, there's, call it like there's, it is. He looks. Yeah. It's like uh, I'm just uh, kidding, Del Toro. You're you're so much better than that. We just I just hate Mitch. It's fine. Anyway. Um, no, but that's that's one of the things. Like thinking about that makes my skin crawl and like the the slits in the hands yep. where the eyes go 
Oh, the vagina palms? No, it like made me think of a cyst, like a pimple that like got cut out. Man, you thought of a cyst or a pimple, and I was like, man, these are some sex hands. Okay. No, I was like, this is a wound. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah, it was a mossy axe wound. Wah, wah, wah. I should get kicked off our podcast for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry, not sorry. Anyway. Do you can't you cannot dangle low hanging fruit like that in front of me and expect me to not just kick it? Dangle no, no. low hanging fruit. <laughs> wink. <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, but yeah, like. Hang on, I got you on again. Yeah, I know you're good at that. <laughs> I could cut this out, but you know, I will just keep why? it. No, but like the um. That's the thing that I keep coming back to that the fucking hands because it just like freaks me out so much. But the fact that she can draw a door and like get to that place mm-hmm. and then like whenever she shut the door, it could bang up against the door like it could almost come through mm-hmm. the other side. And it's always there. Just sitting at its uh, banquet table waiting for someone to take a grape. Also, those are the biggest fucking grapes I've ever seen. They look great. I would have That's eaten one too. The thickest drink I've ever seen. <sighs> <laughs> but how could that be? I killed you. <laughs> an eye for an eye. A <laughs> life for a life. Is it my punishment to eternally suffer fools? I, I killed Lakehead. Lakehead. It was a spy for Mr. Many Hats. Anyway, Anywho, something, something, um, Auntie Donna's big But that's all I really Moving have on. to say about that scene is it just like really grossed me out. It's 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 a lot, but oh, yeah, it's so good. The so, tension that builds like as she's trying to escape, like. It, it, yeah, this movie is so like, it's beautiful, it's affecting, it's raw, it's, uh, it transports you like, it's very enchanting to like this like very, uh, I mean, it, it's genuine escapism, mm. but then also this like crushing reality of the world and that time period and like this horror story that they're going, this real world horror story with this fantasy story laden with danger and horror. It's, it's just a really interesting juxtaposition. I think that this is every frame of this movie feels like a fucking oil painting. It is just a masterclass film, like a beautiful living, breathing, moving work of art and a testament to the power of cinema. Something, something, something. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But I something, fucking love it. And I've been side, dying for you to see this. Complete. Complete. I really love this movie. I really did. I, I know we had really. a lot of laughs here. But honestly, it was just to break the tension of the sadness that happens at the end. Hmm. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's funny because uh, we were texting with our with our friend Zach. And didn't, didn't you say, what was the comment you said he mentioned? Something oh about like it's. Oh, uh, hey, Zach. Hey, buddy. Me, so, me, something about like it's a movie up. that. Yeah, yeah, get the get the phrasing of how he phrases. Uh, it's one that fits into my category of great movies that I'll never watch again. And see, like, I completely understand that, but also I think there's so much, like, joy and beauty. It is affecting. Like, this is one I don't watch yearly, but, like, I do like to read. It's been a good decade probably since I've seen it, but it, it is it is one that I, I'm always excited to revisit. I it, it is a difficult watch. Sure. Like I'm not ready to jump in and watch it again. Like whenever we watch like Inside or, yeah. or or I would almost and I would even argue like thinking even though that was like way more comedy I would almost argue with like a Jojo Rabbit where it's like whimsical oh, but then yeah. there's moments of there I'm like that just oh, hurt my heart and God. I'm like I need a minute before I can revisit it. I love I it. I love that movie. Yeah. Oof. This and again that's probably not the best comparison, but also 
lighthearted, beautiful, whimsical, and uncomfortably affecting throughout. Yeah. So, like, like I, I, but you know, I, I do remember thinking. I, I get your comparison to thinking about like beauty amidst horror. Like, I, that, that those yeah. could work. Um, Schindler's List, but also that that's not the same thing. But also, like, you know, it is a beautiful film, even though it is truly horrific. And weirdly enough, the violence in this movie feels very Spielbergian, circa um, Schindler's List or Saving Private yeah. Ryan, like I mentioned, where it's just like affecting and like, oh, I felt uncomfortably real no yeah you know amidst all these other things that are like hyper visual hyper visual uh visualized stylizations and uh you know uh inflated for dramatic effect like you know in in the fantasy you know like with the think about the pale man like think about the violence and the creepiness in that scene him biting the 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 fairy's heads off versus well there were condoms but yeah but biting the fairy's heads off versus a, a bottle face smash or shooting the doctor or yeah. just like, you know, get the, the captain getting shot in the head like that, that real world violence meeting the fantasy violence and the way that they're staged is so, which one's the affecting one? Like I said, when yeah. you think of the monsters, Who's the monster? who are the real monsters? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I love that this movie somehow is like three or four different stories that all interconnect and like interweave in a way that they all have the same thing to say, despite the fact that how, do, how are these bedfellows story-wise? Yeah. I don't know. It's but just they are. it's just fucking good storytelling, are. man. It really is. Yeah, it really that's is. My po- that's my point. Hey, um, I love this movie. Thank you for showing me this movie, You're babe. Welcome. I love you so much. Do you have any parting thoughts or questions or comments or anything before we wrap this up? War is war and hell is hell yeah. and hell is other people. That's heavy. Um, maybe I should pick something more lighthearted for a Halloween episode. But this was a good dive. What? <laughs> Lighthearted. <laughs> well, we could have done like 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 a Beetlejuice or like you know other ones. I'm like that. I'm like oh yeah, I'm just or saying. Or Evil like, Dead. Yeah, oh, so that maybe been... something. But you know, uh, like we did a. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't stop to think. You're like Pan's Labyrinth. I'm like oh yeah, you're gonna love that one. Oh shit, this is gonna be a heavier talk. Hey, but we had some laughs. We, we had did. some good time. Hey, um. Hey, remember that one time it was nighttime. Nighttime. Remember that time. Day? Remember the morning Browns. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, we're going to go before we just start Drink quoting. milk. If no. he drinks milk, he will sleep. Hey, look, it's the Sandman. Sandman. <laughs> Sand. What's he doing? Oh, he's dancing. Oh. Ah! Ah! And you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Um. Happy Halloween, y'all motherfuckers. Thank you okay, for listening to our show. You, and uh, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to watch a bunch of spooky stuff this weekend. So you should too. Spooky um, scary. Thank you for listening to the show. We can't wait to see you on the next one. <gasps> see, we don't see shit. We can't wait to, you know what? what? We can't wait for you to listen to our pre-recorded bullshit. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not interactive. It can you, be. You're welcome. Email us or comment if you want to though. Anyway. Meow, 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 meow. Okay. Meow. Say bye, Em. Bye, Em. Did we, did we really just do? Are we? We're resorting to dad jokes on this. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's my fault. I set that up. I you hate did. that. I you hate did. it. I hate it. I know. I, thanks. I, know. I hate it. You're I welcome. You. You're welcome. Okay. Seriously, happy Halloween, guys. Do, 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 do. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Tender lumplings everywhere. And you're welcome. I we haven't had an episode in a minute, so you get the. Uh, we don't know when That's to end the episode. So awkward. The you know in return of the king. Ten endings to this episode. So uh, in the stone. We're gonna go for now. <laughs> don't we? While love Emily enough. sings us out. I'm just waiting for you to cut me off. <laughs> That's the problem. I might never do that. This is gonna go on for at least okay, another hour. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna I'm save you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
Well, thanks for listening to us rant about movie stuffs. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And find us on social media at Feels Like the First Time Podcast. And, you know, tell your friends and family about how awesome you think we are. And if you do like what you hear, feel free to buy us a drink. You can find tips slash donate options in the links as well. And as always, I'm Emily. And I'm Jake. And, and we'll, we'll catch, catch you all on the next episode. Where we continue to catch Emily up one movie at a time. Give me a break. I literally just crossed another one off the list. You know... You haven't seen every movie either. I never said I did. Okay, that's not the point. The point is... Bye!